Welcome to the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, where we help you answer today's most important health and wellness question. Is your sleep making you tired? I'm your host, Tara Clancy. Join me each week for the stories, the science, and the solutions to help you banish counterfeit sleep and have more energy, increased productivity, and a reflection in the mirror you love. Go ahead and subscribe and you'll get each new episode as soon as it goes live. If your sleep is making you tired, it's time to change that and get back to being you. Today's sponsor asks this important question. Have you done a mental health check today? Have you been feeling off? How long have you felt that way? Cindy Chosick is a speaker, ghostwriter, and author who connects the dots to the symptoms, solutions, and sound bites so we can help ourselves, our teams, and our loved ones. Learn more at GetSoConnected.com. The Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, Season 1, Episode 38. We're recording this episode in October, and it's amazing just how many awareness months there are in October for women and children. We got into kids with learning problems and or behavior problems in our ADHD awareness episode, number 35, with Dr. David Gozal. Dr. Gozal shared an amazing story about how he came to uncover the underlying problem for a group a group of kids with behavioral and learning problems, the bottom 25% of the class, as Dr. Grizal puts it. Amazingly, 24 out of those 26 kids were transformed and no longer in the bottom quarter of the class. Extraordinary. If you haven't listened to episode 35 with Dr. Grizal, check it out. And while you're at it, go ahead and subscribe because we have many more extraordinary episodes coming your way. Next month, we have another business impact series. This time, the focus is planning for the coming year. We all know planning is important, but it's more critical than ever now while a great resignation is in full swing. Subscribe so you don't miss that critical series. And you can download episodes 18 through 21 for our last Business Impact series. It starts with getting key insights on growing your bottom line with Jeffrey Hazlett of the C-Suite Network. And the series concludes with how to disrupt, adapt, and thrive with Lisa L. Levy of L-Cubed Consulting. The whole series gives things that can really help you in your business. In today's episode, we go beyond the workplace and look into something that impacts us on a profound level, the death of an infant. October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month, and we're focusing on SIDS, Sudden Infant Death Syndrome, or what we used to call crib death. Each year, there are about 3,500 sudden unexpected infant deaths. That's S-U-I-D, sudden unexpected infant deaths. And that's in the United States. These are deaths that occur among infants less than one year old 
and have no immediate obvious cause. And there are three commonly reported types of sudden unexpected infant death. There's accidental suffocation and strangulation in bed. There's unknown cause. And what we're focusing on, SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome. Now, if you look at the figures, in 2019, about 1,250 deaths out of the total 3,400 deaths, uh, about 1,250 were due to SIDS itself, which again, we said is sudden infant death syndrome. But here's the thing. What does knowing a baby died to SIDS really tell us? After all, if we go to Merriam-Webster and look up the word syndrome, it says a syndrome is a group of signs and symptoms that occur together and characterize a particular abnormality or condition. So the term SIDS helps us know what happened, right? I mean, tragically, an infant died suddenly and unexpectedly. But the term SIDS doesn't tell us why. And there's a reason for that. It's because we don't know why. We have made headway. For example, the Back to Sleep campaign, which you may remember from the mid-90s, made a big difference. This campaign highlighted the recommendation that all babies be put to sleep on their back. And thanks to this campaign, the rate of SIDS decreased by just about 70%. And that is significant. But the downside is we haven't made any more progress. And as a result, we continue to lose far too many precious babies to SIDS. And that's what makes me so grateful for the ongoing work of pioneering researchers in the fields of sleep medicine and airway health. With each new discovery, we take another step forward to understanding the why of sudden infant death syndrome. And each step forward brings us closer to the ultimate goal of preventing it. Today on the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, we have the privilege of hearing from one of these pioneers in the field, Dr. Kevin Boyd. Dr. Boyd is a board-certified pediatric dentist with over 20 years' experience delivering outstanding dental health care to infants, children, adolescents, and young adults with special needs. He is recognized as a leading clinician in the Chicago area for diagnosing and treating interferences to normal growth of the teeth, jaws, and face. Dr. Kev, as his young patients call him, brings a compelling anthropological perspective to the discussion. Listen and get answers to these questions. How anthropology and royal chins give us a new window into overall health. Why the novel airway health perspective is the backbone of health from infancy through adulthood and what we can do even before our babies are born to give them the best chance of a healthy life. Let's listen in. Well, hello, Dr. Kevin Boyd, and welcome to the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here, Tara. 
Thanks. And, I, and I'll call you Dr. Kev, or uh, just as your, your, your little patients do. Um, yeah. I, you know, when I first heard you speak at the Airway Health Symposium in New York City, I think it was uh, probably back in 2017. And of course, I've had the privilege of interviewing you for my books, um, you know, after that. And now I've been looking forward to speaking to you again, because this month we highlight a very serious topic here on the podcast. Uh, we we're talking about pregnancy and infancy, uh, sorry, pregnancy and infant loss awareness, and specifically SIDS awareness. Um, you know, and, and for people who aren't um, familiar with that, SIDS is really sudden infant death syndrome. And sometimes they even talk about it as S-U-I-D-S, sudden unexpected infant death syndrome. And really both of those terms are just getting at the idea that these are healthy kids otherwise, right? No, no, you know, noted ill disease or anything. So it really is a surprising kind of loss between one month and one year of age. So we're talking about a, a, a relatively common problem given uh, as advanced as we are as a, you know, a, a country here. Um, so, um, and if you look to see what is it that can be done, um, you know, there's really nothing that they say it can't be really predicted. It, it can't, you know, you can try to reduce the risk. There's the back to sleep campaign from the mid nineties that helps reduce, reduce the risk. But of course, all of that then brings me to why I'm so eager to talk to you today, because since I heard you speak and since, you know, you gave me so much great information for um, from the parent book that I wrote, I know that there's so much that you bring to this discussion, you know, both as a leading pediatric dentist in, in this field of airway health and as a phenomenal researcher and lecturer. I mean, your talks are riveting. And so what I'd like to get into, um, you know, as it relates to sudden infant death syndrome is sort of, if we could start by talking about what we have in, understood historically about SIDS, and then really get into what we know about SIDS from an airway health perspective. And then maybe we can finish up with what we can really do now to help prevent this kind of devastating loss. So can we start out with just a, a kind of overview? of uh, what we know about, a quick overview of what we know about SIDS historically and where we are now in our understanding, thanks to professionals like you? Um, yeah, of course, Tara. I mean, my first awareness of, you know, what the acronym stood for and, you know, what caused it and what was it, um, you know, textbook definitions and memorizing, you know, to answer a test question on my boards or something. I, you know, I don't know. And then I had kids and now you start to pay a little more attention to it. And, um, you know, can you pick it up on an ultrasound, a, a risk or, and then I guess a real point of departure from my um, being somewhat ignorant of it and really not proclaiming to be an expert by any means, but um, a, a paper came out by Christian Guimenot, who is the French pediatrician that in 1976 first published, uh, you know, a discovery he had made that, oh, guess what? Children can get apnea too. We didn't know it before then. Mm -hmm. um, I actually became friends with him. Um, he I, I stood up to take a picture of one of his slides when uh, the AAMS was in Chicago 
and he stopped and he looked right at me and I thought he's going to throw me out. Uh, <laughs> and he said, Dr. Pardon my imitation of a French accent, but he's a Dr. Kevin Boyd, you're in Chicago. And he said, you know, he's very interested in this because he had shown a slide that had a French journal published that retronathia um, is predictable in utero and it will mm. not self-correct. Good. And just and, let's say what, what, what that is for people who aren't familiar yeah, with yeah. the term. Jaws that are too chinless, that the jaw is too far back. Right. And that it doesn't recover. But it was a very small sample size. But the fact that I, he knew I was interested in it. And then he, I started you know, reviewing papers. He was editor of the, the journal Sleep. And if it had to do with you know, young children, he would send them to me for peer review. Well, he came out with a paper, and I'll send it uh, to you. It's called Death in the Nasal Maxillary Complex. And he showed pictures of, I think, eight kids who, you know, died of SIDS. And what they, you know what they all had in common? What? Is retro, you know, backward chins yeah. and deep, narrow palates. The palatal mm-hmm. vault, the roof of the mouth was deep and narrow. Right. So, so instead so, of being like a wide arch, it was more like V-shaped, yeah. much higher rather than yeah, wider. Like a gothic okay. arch. In French, it's ogival, O-G-I-V-A-L. I think, I don't know, but he would tell me that. But anyway, um, he, we, I was asked to co-write uh, a book chapter in a pediatric sleep medicine book by Dr. Steve Sheldon. And we wanted to discuss that phenomenon. Mm-hmm. So we got permission from Dr. Gimeno and his publisher um, to reprint those. And they're, they're actually, I can send you a PDF of our textbook chapter that reprinted those that. plus the article. Mm-hmm. And it. it just said, we have to start paying attention, um, perhaps in utero, but certainly in the first, you know, minutes of life, if you will. Yeah. This was maybe seven or eight years ago. Uh-huh. Okay. Dr. Gimeno has passed since then, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it really is possibly, um, in some cases, anyway, we may be able to predict, maybe not risk for SIDS, but risk for pediatric apnea. Mm-hmm. You know, that kids are, can't breathe through their nose in the first two or three years of life. And we need to be aware of it. That's all. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what my book is all about, too. Is it bad if my baby keeps his mouth open? Because if you can't breathe through your nose, you use your mouth as a backup, but it's really not meant to be an an alternate form. It's really meant to be kind of a rescue, right? Like if you get a flat tire on a car, you put the donut on there, but you're not going to drive cross country on that. It's just an emergency, right? Or how often um, should you breathe through your mouth as often as you eat through your nose? And that (laughs) is, you know, something that I say to people that usually uh, kind of drives the point home. I, yeah, that's a great it, one. <laughs> it, it, it is uh, Karen, o, Karen, Karen O'Rourke was the one who came up. She's a general dentist trained by John New in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Wow. <clears throat> but um, yeah, isn't that great? It really does drive them. That, yes, yeah. that definitely yes, and drives the point right home. Well, so we, so this is, you know, close to a decade then you're saying, and still, you know, as I just alluded to before on the CDC uh, website, there really isn't any mention of any of this awareness, right? So that would say to me that most, um, you know, probably most 
pediatricians aren't really even aware of this alternate sort of thing to look at. So, I mean, that's a big, it's a big part of why we do the podcast as well to sort of bridge this understanding. So can you take a, a couple of minutes and just sort of walk us through why that, that uh, retronatic chin, that kind of recessed chin would be a factor for certainly pediatric sleep apnea, as you mentioned, and then possibly SIDS uh, as well. Today's sponsor asks this important question. Have you done a mental health check today? Have you been feeling off? How long have you felt that way? Cindy Chosick is a speaker, ghostwriter, and author who connects the dots to the symptoms, solutions, and sound bites so we can help ourselves, our teams, and our loved ones. Learn more at GetSoConnected.com. A high-performance workforce starts with high-performance sleep. Do you know how your workforce measures up? Find out today. Take the Sleep Performance Assessment. Learn more at hypersleep.com. That's H-I-P-E-R sleep.com. Retronathia. Okay. And, you know, just to give you, not to be political, but, and he had polio, so it's not his fault, but, you know, the former Senate Majority Leader, Mitch, Mitch, um, Mitch. McConnell, McConnell, that one? McConnell, McConnell. Right yeah, uh-huh, okay. um, in Queen Victoria, you know, they're, they're chinless. A lot, of, a lot of, you know, royalty has really bad jaws. You yeah, know, and yeah. It's all related to, to the same thing. And it's the way they're nursed and weaned, I, I think, has a lot to do with it. But, you know, McConnell, poor guy, had polio. But um, a lot of kids that don't have, uh, you know, syndromes or diseases, uh, <clears throat> they will be born with chins that are not forward enough and forward enough for what, you know, to, so they, they don't get made fun of. Well, that's important too, because it, it's not all that attractive, but um, it really portends that this is a person that may have difficulty breathing through their nose because the base of the tongue is kind of forced to the back of the throat. So yeah, I won't go into much more detail than that. But yeah. I'll just say this, like in my book, what I talk about is a baby needs to grow a face with O2 space and that face is growing oh, forward, yeah. right? Not growing downward because when it grows forward, you create a bigger gap behind the face and then and the airway is really, you know, a gap for, you know, if you want to just put it in a uh, very basic term. So well, and I, I like to say that um, in utero, uh, the tongue has a really big job, and that is to build a home for itself to live in for the rest of its life. And really, it starts in utero when a baby starts chewing on amniotic fluid and swallowing. And, you know, that then when they come out, you know, if they get Gerber baby food and bottle fed with formula, you know, there's there's just not a prayer for that to grow. And, yes, and if yes. the upper jaw isn't grown, the lower jaw gets trapped inside it. So right, right. It's um, almost like if you think of babies of old, and they would get like the the drumstick bone to to gnaw on and and, and to some degree that's seen as like, you know, a, you know, a poor, poor practice or something, but we really do yeah. need to give our babies things to chew on and, 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 you know, nurse them so that they really develop those muscles and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, totally. Well, you can say that, but as a as a male, 
I, I really don't talk too much about breastfeeding because most women roll their eyes. You can't do that. So why you, you know, you're trying to be an expert on something. <laughs> so I'm very blessed, uh, fortunate to have a myofunctional therapist in my practice. Who's um, she's like 410 and sings and looks like Linda Ronstadt. And wow. you know what? She just said, Hey, Dr. Kev, let me do the breastfeeding. There you go. Stuff. Hey, <laughs> I, I have breasts and, and I've done that and I can do it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, so we'll just, I just wanted to put that in there because, you know, there might be a lot of women listening to this, like, what the heck does he know? So um, it's all academic, what I know. So <laughs> but, hey, it's got to come for something, right? So absolutely. Um, so we're, you know, we're suggesting that if we measure uh, the profile on a mid gestational ultrasound, um, and we're doing, you know, we're proposing a research project that at a leading academic uh, orthodontic program, one of the first year residents wants to explore this hypothesis that, mm. you know, that when a kid enters the orthodontic department, uh, when he's 11 at this Boston area, you know, orthodontic program, it'd be nice if he was born or she in a Boston area hospital Um if we could get a mid gestational ultrasound and see if we could come up with some metric that's reliable, mm. we don't know it as a hypothesis now, but um, it'd be interesting. Mm, very interesting. So, Kevin, you are a leading uh, pediatric dentist in this field. So, tell us what do you do to help kids? Um, and can we get into a little bit of the timing for orthodontic work as well? This conversation with Dr. Kevin Boyd was so insightful, and it just kept going into new territories, and it got long. So we've broken it into two parts. Tune in next week for part two of Dr. Kevin Boyd's interview. Look for episode 40. In the meantime, you can take a deeper dive into the high roof of the mouth idea, the vaulted palate that Dr. Boyd mentioned. You can find that in episodes 7 and 8 with Dr. Stephen Park, an ENT in New York City. Fascinating stuff. And if you know a child who is a thumb sucker, Dr. Park's episodes are not to be missed. So go ahead and download episodes 7 and 8. And while you're at it, subscribe to the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast so you get part 2 of Dr. Kevin Boyd's interview. He shares more novel insights and concludes with the concrete things all women and couples can do to give all of our babies the best chance of a healthy life. You'll also get a bonus episode with Dr. David Gozal, where he shares how he first got interested in pediatric sleep. It's a very heartfelt story that propelled him to become the sleep medicine pioneer that he is. And as always, please share this episode with your loved ones and coworkers. Let's build this awareness and give our babies the best chance to have the healthy lives they deserve. I ask this in honor of baby Shay and all the babies who have left us too soon because of SIDS. Thank you. A high-performance workforce starts with high-performance sleep. Do you know how your workforce measures up? Find out today. Take the Sleep Performance Assessment. Learn more at hypersleep.com. That's H-I-P-E-R sleep. 
www.thepeacefulmoms.com. Today's sponsor asks this important question. Have you done a mental health check today? Have you been feeling off? How long have you felt that way? Cindy Chosick is a speaker, ghostwriter, and author who connects the dots to the symptoms, solutions, and sound bites so we can help ourselves, our teams, and our loved ones. Learn more at GetSoConnected.com. That ends this episode of the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, where we help you answer today's most important health and wellness question, is your sleep making you tired? Follow us to get the stories, the science, and the solutions to help you take your counterfeit sleep journey. And leave us a review to help other people find us. Thank you. And remember, if your sleep is making you tired, it's time to change that and get back to being you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.